0: Palawan President Sarango Whips Jr. was spotted in Kaohsiung on Wednesday, on the fourth day of his Taiwan state visit. During a tour of an experimental fish farm, the president took questions about the upcoming Taiwan-Palau travel bubble. Later
1: in the day, he joined a banquet hosted by Kaohsiung's mayor, who bonded with his guest over their shared love for diving.
2: Souvenir bags in hand, the Palawan delegation is here in sunny Kaohsiung. On the fourth day of his state visit, President Whips headed south to Yongan District, where he toured an experimental aqua farm.
3: As you know, Palau is um, uh, well known for its beauty, and tourists want to come and visit, and we need to feed them, and especially with good seafood. And uh, I think one of the reasons... That we have is that we know that to be sustainable you have to have a strong aquaculture industry and so really coming here and learning about the technology which is so impressive uh, uh, has been great and 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 finding ways that we can partner with the people that know how to do the work uh, and help our local farmers be successful
2: to turn LNG into a gas, a vast amount of seawater is used to raise its temperature. That seawater is then reused to farm fish at the Kaohsiung facility. WHIPS was shown the ins and outs of this experimental aqua farm. One day before the launch of the Taiwan-Palau travel bubble, he also addressed reports that some Palauan
3: attractions will be off-limits to Taiwanese. First of all, like I said, we, we, we want to welcome you to Palau and we want you to have fun. And yes, there has been some misinformation in the news about uh, there's restrictions uh, for where you can visit. I just want to share that there is no restriction of where all the tourism sites that were open before COVID Mm -hmm. are still open now. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to see everything that you were able to see before. We asked the governor of Mm Koror, which is, of course, in charge of all the Rock Island, Mm -hmm. to send a letter, which they will clarify to all the travel agencies to make sure that What was open before is still open now Mm -hmm. to everyone.
2: Next for the Palawan president was an event with Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Shi Mai, who treated the delegation to a buffet style banquet. Chen said the two of them hit it off immediately over their shared passion for diving. Chen has traveled to Palau more than 30 times before and even manages a Facebook page about his diving adventures. Chen and his guests chatted it up with gusto at the banquet.
4: He also told me about a few good diving spots. He said that if I had the time to go to Palau, he could take me around. Of course, I also told him about our willingness to sign a sister city agreement with Koror. The president said he would do his utmost to facilitate that.
2: Foreign Minister Joseph Wu, lawmaker Zhao Tianling and other Taiwan officials joined the banquet to welcome their friends from afar. Mayor Chen was the very picture of a proper
1: host with an eye to furthering Taiwan's friendship with Palau. The highly anticipated Taiwan-Palau travel bubble opens tomorrow. Health Minister Chen shih will be at the airport to oversee the launch. He'll be joined by medical workers who will start contact tracing on the spot if any of the passengers test positive for
0: COVID. About 100 people have signed up for the maiden voyage. They'll arrive at the airport by 8.30 in the morning. Then they'll be tested for COVID and receive their results by midday. After that, they'll have another two hours to check in and gather at the boarding gate. Palau-bound travelers will be kept separate from other travelers at all times, with designated check-in counters, bathrooms and duty-free shops. Taiwanese bubble tea franchise Cha Time will open its first store in Palau this summer. The deal is another sign of Taiwan's increasing economic ties with its Pacific ally. The chairman of Taiwan's top
1: trade lobbying body, TITRA was on hand with business leaders from both nations to see the contract signed and sealed.
2: A freshly signed contract in hand, Lakafa Chairman Wang Yaohui celebrates his firm's imminent arrival in Palau. And their Palauan partner is quite the VIP. It's Surango Whip's Senior, father of Palau's president, who's currently visiting Taiwan. Lakafa will work with the Whips family business in a partnership first brokered two years ago through Titra.
4: Around last summer, through the promotion of Titra. Mainly, it was because of the pandemic, so I think our store will open around August this year. Two years ago, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs took a trade friendship delegation to visit Palau, and we at Taitra also went along to support. In Palau, we met the current Palauan president, who was then CEO of the company, and our talks were very fruitful, and we had deep discussions about what we could do on both sides.
2: Taiwan and bubble tea are almost synonymous. Now Cha Time, Lakafa's bubble tea empire, will bring its world beloved chewy drink to Taiwan's Pacific
3: ally. I'm glad that everybody's here. We've been working for this franchise almost two years. Within that two years we will try to see if we can finish our store, new store. Because you want to put this in the new location. And uh, we want something that can compete with the Starbucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Economics ministry figures show that Taiwanese investment in Palau remains light due to Palauan legal restrictions. Now, established Taiwanese businesses like Palau Royal Resort, Palau Fresh Noodles, and Iri Rai Water Paradise and Spa will welcome a
1: new industry to their ranks. Environmentalists sat down with the agriculture minister and a DPP official for three hours on Wednesday to discuss a government plan to build a liquefied natural gas terminal near an algal reef.
0: Let's first listen to Pan Zhongzheng, the leader of the environmental group that wants to block the terminal from being built near the reef.
4: We want the third liquefied natural gas terminal to be moved from its planned location. We will insist on this until the end. We oppose nuclear power, we want to cut back on coal, and we want to save the algal reefs. Although there is no so-called consensus at this point in time, at least the direction we're heading toward is the same. Regarding this issue, the government should first suspend construction to show its goodwill. We ask COA Minister Chen to help us convey to the president that if there is a chance, we would like her to sit down with us. I will not only convey the suggestions of the environmentalists, but also do my best to assist them to a reasonable extent. Working within the framework of the relevant laws and regulations, I will do my best to secure their interests. If this project really were to have an impact on its ecological environment, I would have on my own recommended internally that construction be shut down. We will communicate with the relevant departments and the DPP, asking them to make information public as much as they can and even to help with assessing alternative solutions.
0: The presidential office has responded to the environmentalist's request to meet. It said the line of communication between environmental groups and the president has always been in place. It said it hoped communication would continue and that the activists can provide constructive policy suggestions on environmental issues.
1: We're now in week two of the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine drive. Uptick rates
0: have been lower than expected with just over 10,000 people getting the shot so far. Taiwan officials announced Wednesday that they plan to expand eligibility for the vaccine. Starting next Tuesday, a total of 429,000 people will be eligible.
4: Since March 22nd, the vaccine has been opened to high-risk medical personnel of risk levels 1 and 2, or a total of nearly 200,000 people. Over this period of time, about 12,000 people have been vaccinated as of today. Now, we plan to make shots available to the third risk level in this first priority group, which comes out to be about 76,000 people. We'll also open up vaccine eligibility to non-commissioned hospitals, clinics and other medical institutions, covering about 220,000 people. These people will qualify for the vaccine starting April 6th.
0: Taiwan's first batch of 117,000 vaccine doses will expire on June 15th. To improve uptake rates, the Central Epidemic Command Center will increase the number of vaccine clinics, taking it from 87 to 103. The health chief said vaccine eligibility could be widened even more next month. After healthcare workers, the next group of vaccine targets is frontline workers, including immigration officials, borough wardens who supervise quarantine, and paramedics. Taipei is introducing new address plates that feature flowers. The new plaques have a colorful flower on the upper left-hand corner. A different flower for each of Taipei's 12 districts. The old plates will be replaced over a period of two years at a cost of
1: more than 61 million NT dollars. Out with the old,
2: in with the new. Deputy Mayor Huang Shanshan herself puts the new sign in place, kicking off a campaign to replace all of Taipei's address plaques. <laughs> the new plaques are still green and white, but they're bigger than the old ones. The main difference is that the new ones feature a flower, a different species for each of the 12 districts. There's the moth orchid in Zhongshan and the cherry blossom in Beitou. The design was trialed in 2010 during the Taipei Flora Expo and has been available for purchase since 2011. Now, 10 years later, the city is paying to put them up.
4: Lots of people said that there were people who didn't swap out the old signs. That was indeed a problem we faced. A while back, we earmarked a budget for new signs, but the budget wasn't passed. Then, last year, the budget was proposed again, and the Civil Affairs Bureau got approval from the city council.
2: Taipei plans to update 650,000 address plaques over the next two years, finishing the job in December 2022. Through a lottery, Nanjing East Road and Nanjing West Road were chosen as the first streets to get the new signs. Factoring in manufacturing and installation, each big flower sign costs 97 NT and each small sign costs 91 NT. That's a total of 61.16 million NT dollars that will go to replacing signs. Some locals aren't sure it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs)
4: From the angle of Taipei's aesthetics, of course it's worth the expense, because some of the city signs are really quite old. Do you know which flower represents which district? I'm more familiar with the ones in Nehu and Nangang. I only just found out that Beitos is a cherry blossom.
2: At the very least, the signs open up opportunity for a botany lesson. Whether they can do much more than that remains to be seen.
0: Taiwanese scientists have found a way to rearrange the atomic structure of graphene to give the material new physical properties.
1: Researchers say the alterations can turn graphene into a superconductor, an insulator, or a magnet.
0: Their technique for modifying atomic structure could give graphene more useful applications in quantum electronics.
4: For most semiconductor firms, silicon is the element of choice for making chips. Now, Taiwanese scientists have found a way to artificially alter the distance between atoms and graphene to change its physical properties. Achieving this took the research team two years.
2: They are very small, so you can't see them directly. The technology we used is nanolithography, which is among the nanotechnology approaches we have a better grasp of.
4: The researcher gives a detailed explanation of the graphene in his hand. The research team used etching technology commonly used in the semiconductor sector to rearrange the atomic structure of graphene. In the future, their discovery could have applications in quantum technology.
2: Most quantum technology involves combining different materials into one to design memory or other things. These techniques are extremely difficult to use, and you need a magnetic field to design them. But with this, there is no need to have a magnetic field. It's like an electron path for the design process.
4: Combining etched boron nitride with graphene could be a game-changer for the semiconductor industry.
2: No matter what you do, the electron paths will always be straight. The only thing you're doing is what I just mentioned. You can put the semiconductor material through the planar process so that it turns into an insulator at certain times. When it becomes an insulator, electricity can't pass through.
4: Scientists found that graphene can be altered to have unique quantum properties as an electronic component. If the technology is commercialized, it could deliver a boost to Taiwan's tech sector.
0: The National Center for Photography and Images in Taipei is now open to the public. Housed in a restored historic building in Zhongzheng District, the center will promote Taiwanese photography and image-based art through exhibitions and other events. During its soft opening, there will be three free photo exhibits, including
1: a showcase of photos taken in Taiwan from 1869 to 1949.
5: This is the National Center of Photography and Images. This building was originally the Osaka Sosen Kaisha Taipei branch. It was designed by Japanese architect Setsu Watanabe in 1937 and was one of the last reinforced concrete buildings in Taiwan built during World War II. The building is built in the Asian Renaissance style, showcasing a mixture of Japanese and Western elements. In May 2014, this building was designated by the Department of Cultural Affairs as a municipal heritage building. In the same year, the Ministry of Culture decided to repurpose the building and establish the National Center of Photography and Images to serve as a platform for presentation, exhibition, research and international exchanges. In the
4: beginning, its purpose was mainly to rescue Taiwan's photographic assets We also hope that through rescuing Taiwan's photographic assets, we can also preserve and maintain them.
5: The National Center of Photography and Images in Taipei was inaugurated in March 2021. The building is operated by the National Taiwan Museum of Fine Arts. During its soft opening from March 24th till April 18th, organizers will hold three exhibitions. One is called A Handful of Dust, From the Cosmic to the Domestic, curated by David Company from the International Center of Photography in New York. The exhibition features works by Man Ray and Marshall Duchamp and explores the relationship between photography and art in the early 20th century. It
4: was developed by the curator David Company, who was inspired by an image taken by Man Ray. The exhibition curated by David Company will display 66 works. The exhibition is a touring international exhibition. Taiwan is a tourist last stop.
5: The other exhibition, called Hold the Mirror Up to His Gaze, is the first large-scale exhibition featuring historical images from mid-20th century Taiwan. There are photographs of indigenous tribes and Taiwanese landscapes shot by Scottish photographer John Thompson in
4: 1869. These 600 or so photos were taken between 1869 and 1949. Concepts used by the curator include images of colonization, the technological history of images, and the first generation of Taiwan photographers.
5: The exhibition presents over 600 photos taken from 1869 to 1949, spanning the period from the Qing Dynasty to the Japanese colonial era. Those interested can reserve spots in advance to visit the building. For Most News, Stephanie Yang, Li Chi in Taipei.